Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm with Jennifer Knight, who is a musician, voiceover professional, life coach, coffee roastery owner. She is also featured in our Wine Country Women of Napa Valley book. Jennifer, it is fantastic to start my day with you today. Great to see you. (laughs) And enjoy some of your fantastic coffee. Right. Here we are in the beautiful Archer Hotel in downtown Napa. And my coffee roastery, we are the coffee provider here. And so we are enjoying some Ohm coffee this morning. Oh, and it's super tasty. You are an Indiana girl. That's right. I'm a Hoosier. Who found her way to California. Right. By way of living in a lot of fantastic cities. So you grew up in Indiana. What I found fascinating was that you got some interesting degrees along the way. Mm-hmm. So psychology? Yep. My undergrad is in psychology. I went to Indiana University. Go Hoosiers. And then you got an occupational therapy degree. I graduated and I kind of like, what do I do with the psychology degree? (laughs) I didn't know what to do with it. And I did, I learned about occupational therapy and I, I really fell in love with that. So went to more of the anatomy physiology route and got a master's degree in occupational therapy. And that was in Chicago a fun move for me. I love Chicago. It's a fantastic city. Yeah, I love Chicago too. But then after working in that field for a little while, you got the music bug. Music's always been on the side and now it's probably more in focus than it's ever been. But yeah, at the time I was singing in bands on the side and ended up moving to New Orleans and then Nashville before I made it to the Bay Area in San Francisco. So has your music style changed along the way? Well, I was mostly singing in cover bands in Nashville and New Orleans. Now, currently, I have a a band, Mama Said, and now we're writing music and doing originals. Oh, so okay. so that's that's pretty rewarding. And so that's a departure from what I've typically done. Mm-hmm. And it's really exciting. You're a professional voiceover woman. Yeah. Where can people hear your voice? You can hear my voice on commercials and video games uh, like Defiance. There's um, I play Ego and Tryon World's Defiance. Um, to- singing toys. There's fish. You know, I'm the annoying voice that comes out of a toy when your kids are little. Annoying voice. <laughs> the voice that parents are like, please make that toy stop. That's- oh, no. And... Just corporate narration, things like that, a lot of commercials. Yeah, it's really fun. And then you and your husband decided to start a coffee company. Yeah, so my husband was in the wine business for years and years and years, and he's always been an entrepreneur at heart. And when we... Experiencing the coffee here is interesting because you'll go to a fabulous restaurant, a fabulous hotel, and you'll drink wine that's like... You know, poetry in a bottle, right? Right. And then the coffee was sort of an afterthought. So when you kind of drink at the end of your meal, 
a mass-produced corporate coffee drink that wasn't necessarily prepared to its finest qualities and to showcase its finest qualities. And so we thought, there's really a hole here. Like, we want to bring craft coffee. We want to elevate the coffee to the level of Napa Valley wines. And so that's been what we've set out to do, and we're doing it. Well, and I feel like you guys were at the forefront of that and really are leading the charge. Yeah. I mean, thank you. We've been around for six years. And so, yeah, we're in some great spots like this Archer Hotel. We're sitting here now. We've partnered with John Charles Boisse. We're in the Oakville Grocery and Calistoga Depot. And now we've actually partnered. We have investors, John Anthony and... um, Michelle Truchard. So together we're building a roastery. We've just leased a space on Jackson Street in Napa. So that'll be, we'll start the build out soon. We're excited. We've got Richard Von Saul, who is an iconic artist, sculptor, furniture maker. He'll be coming to do some of the build out with us. And when does that open? That, I, that's a great question. <laughs> Hopefully soon. We're, we're just getting started. We just got the permits uh, oh, well, last was, week. so Right. Well, getting permits in Napa County is always a challenge. It's so fun, kudos right? to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk more about your coffee. What makes it so special? And how many different coffees do you all make? We have three blends and a decaf. And I personally, this is my dirty little secret, I drink decaf. <laughs> I don't think crazy, (laughs) (laughs) but we have three blends and, you know, actually they're sort of paralleled to wine since we love wine here in the Napa Valley. So we've got a darker roast that's, um, you know, like a Syrah profile. We've got a Cabernet profile, a a medium bodied coffee blend. And then we've got a leaner style that's more like a Pinot Noir. So you could kind of make those parallels since your listeners will probably be into wine. Yes. Yes. So that's a great correlation. Yeah, yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, so we we have those styles in mind. If somebody can't make it to the Napa Valley to taste your coffees firsthand, but they're tempted, how can they... Well, they get some of it. Yes, you can order it online. You can order it at omcoffee.com. And, and that's spelled? O-H-M coffee.com and thanks for asking because ohm is actually the measure of electrical resistance my husband is a guitar player and i'm a singer and we have a band together and he is obsessed with amplifiers so this is sort of woven through the ethos of our company ohm is a measure of electrical resistance in the in guitar amplifiers so that's his excuse i I, knowing him it's just his excuse to kind of have coffee and guitars on the brain all the time (laughs) all the time (laughs) on amplifiers yeah yeah so ohmcoffee.com and you'll see that the stories of our blends are sort of woven through iconic amplifiers that really defined rock and roll. So that's kind of a fun perk. Super yeah. cool. Yeah. Then something new that you decided to take on is being a life coach. Yes. I. Where did that come from? Right? I know. As if I wasn't doing enough. Life coaching, I stumbled onto a podcast, actually, uh, Brooke Castillo's The Life Coach School podcast. And I started listening to her, and I started changing the way I see everything, (laughs) like literally everything. She teaches this tool called the model. And I started to sort of look at my life through this model and it was very transformational. I was actually going through kind of a rough patch too. I I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2020 during COVID. How fun was that? Right? Right. It was, maybe it was the best time to be dealing with 
breast cancer. But you have such a, a great success story. <laughs> I do. I felt like I really got the best card. If you're going to be dealt the cancer card, this one was good. It was caught early. It was just caught on a routine screening. And it was stage one. I got a, had a surgery. And I went from diagnosis to cancer-free inside of 90 days. Isn't that amazing? I mean, it the doctors. incredible. The innovation, it's really amazing. During that time, you know, no matter how rosy I paint that picture, it was still terrifying. It was very scary. There was a lot of anxiety. And so this, these coaching tools really got me through that rough patch. And it was so transformational that I decided that I wanted to bring this to other women. And I got certified as a life coach in October last year and have been coaching women uh, diagnosed with breast cancer since then, coaching everyone. So I, it's not limited to women with breast cancer diagnoses, but it's been very rewarding. Through these coaching tools, I lost 20 pounds and kept it off. No discipline required. I stopped drinking alcohol, just really took my health and wellness to the next level. Stopped consuming caffeine. I don't eat sugar. All of my relationships have improved. I'm going after this new purpose and calling, and it's just been amazing transformational. Well, I always thought you looked fantastic. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I think you just look extra Thank good now. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I feel extra good. I appreciate it. You've had and continue to have a lot of different careers. Is there someone in particular that has stood out that has perhaps mentored you along the way? I mean, I, I feel like this podcast may have spoke to you yeah for sure mm-hmm. but that's not necessarily an individual that that you've been able to lean on per se but other than maybe your husband is there somebody else that may have been a good resource for you or coach or yeah I'm trying to think supported you know you? in different areas there's been I've had different coaches mm-hmm. along the way I think the thing probably just from a, a self-help you know, personal development Mm -hmm. perspective, learning early to follow my intuition. And so I'm not identifying a specific role model or mentor in this, but this advice, this sort of concept of following that whisper has really served me well. It's taken me to a lot of places, a lot of circuitous sort of experiences, lots of careers, projects, but it's been so rewarding. And every time I follow my intuition, it leads to good things. And so sort of developing that has been Or paying attention important. to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of times we resist that or... Or, or you, you question know, it. You question it. And, you know, that's where conditioning comes in, especially women. We're conditioned to, you know, in some instances, be pleasing, don't make waves, don't speak up, play small, you know, not necessarily shine your light. And when you start to break down that conditioning and really look at where did those ideas come from? Do I like them? Are they mine? Do I want to keep them? What do I want to think and believe? How do I want to live my life? Because I grew up in Indiana in the Midwest where following your intuition and maybe doing big things that didn't make sense were, that was not really encouraged. And so following those dreams and that just where intuition leads was sort of radical <laughs> you know <laughs> radical wow oh but I do think the midwest is a grounded place for sure for sure you know I appreciate you know, you're not dreamers um but it's grounded I, um, I appreciate 
my upbringing the so foundation much. That, absolutely that it provided absolutely yeah and everybody's circumstances are different certainly you know. top moment of your career so far oh gosh or maybe moments of I your know career. it's so many you know I'll the one that comes to my mind I'll just go with the one that comes to sure. my mind was actually for my daughter I started my daughter in voice acting when she was three years old oh my gosh yeah because her voice was so adorable and I was seeing casting calls for children and I thought well I don't know maybe she could do this and so she just got in this in the booth with me she started babbling we made her a demo and it was just adorable and she's just had such success and so my proudest moment professionally was that she was in a Pixar movie. She was in Toy Story 4. She plays the role of Harmony, Aww. which, you know, she and Christina Hendricks have this little uh, story plot line to right. the movie. And so going to L.A. for the opening, that was that was pretty amazing. That's like a proud mom moment, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, it was a proud mom moment. And I felt, you know, I got her there. We did that right. together, although she was definitely the star. Right. And so that was a lot of fun. I yeah. mean, that's a, that's a fantastic story to share. And what a amazing opportunity for your daughter how old is she she's 13 now she was 10 at the time professionally it's always fun to see your work on television Mm -hmm. so i mean you're from television so maybe (laughs) okay what was news i did news (laughs) it's not so exciting for you but for me when i would just we'd be watching tv and 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 one of my commercials would come on that would be that's that's always very exciting um and sometimes it's those little moments. So uh, when we were recording an album, so what my band Mama said we recorded an album during COVID because we knew Perfect time. It, it was so interesting. We started the band right before COVID. We were ready to launch, get, you know, ready to play shows. And then all of live music shut down right. and we just looked at each other like, what are we going to do? And so we just, we started writing songs. And then when we w- it was clear that COVID was not ending anytime right. soon, we went to the studio and recorded, which was great timing because our producer is Jim McGorman. He's the keyboard player for the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, And the fabulous. Goo Goo Dolls, right? And the Goo Goo Dolls were, their tours were canceled. So he was home and available, which was incredible. So we got to go to LA. And I got diagnosed with breast cancer. And so this, it's just like a little moment of how life is so 50-50. I was mm-hmm. recording the first album that I've ever recorded of original music. And I felt so proud of the songwriting and the production and the how it all came together. So I was in the studio having the time of my life just between my surgery and radiation treatment. And it was just this moment where you take the good with the bad. You know, right. this is happening and also this is happening. And it was just such an interesting soup of right. life. And it was really poignant. And it was a special time. How would you define success? I think the way I would define it now is so different than I would have before. Mm-hmm. Before maybe finding life coaching, before experiencing cancer, I would have given like called off achievements. Right. But now success to me is loving myself and accepting what is. That was something that I didn't have. I had achievements, but there was sort of a perfectionistic, overachieving drive that was kind of you know, I was, I was burnt out culminating in a health crisis and it changed everything. And now I have so much peace and I don't worry about follow creation where it leads. And I don't worry about the, the rungs on the ladder so much. My inner peace and loving myself and what is, is so much more important. What's ahead for you 
career-wise. You do have a lot on your plate. My life coaching business will be taking off. Is your album or CD or streaming <laughs> songs out? I don't yeah. know. What form does it go it's out anymore? It's streaming <laughs> now. Yeah. So our our single, Diamonds and Cigarettes, just hit 25,000 streams. Oh, fantastic. On Spotify. So we'll, we're just going to continue to to get the album out there. And we've got a show. We played Bottle Rock um, this year. And if you, so if you know Napa, you know right. our claim to fame in the music world of Napa Valley is Bottle Rock Music Festivals. The headliners were Pink and Metallica. Greta Van Fleet was there. Um, Snoop Dogg, Kygo, 21 Pilots. It was amazing. And we opened that, that festival. Uh, so we'll just keep getting the music out and hopefully play more shows to support it. That's fantastic. Expanding the coffee grocery so we'll get that's in the works yeah i want to know when the new venue's opening will it be this year do you well think? 2022 no 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 it, yeah hopefully early 2023 okay mm-hmm. yeah we'll have cupping lab there so people can come and get have blending sessions and and do that you know we do the to- tasting, tasting notes yeah right and, yeah in the coffee world that's called a cupping and so we'll do tasting notes and you can really taste the different components origin you know coffee's just like wine, you express, mm-hmm. we don't call it terroir, but origin. Right. And, yeah, it's exciting to learn but about. Lots of fun things on the horizon. Yep. Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. Well, let's shift on to your personal life, even though I know they're a little <laughs> intertwined. They are. So you live in the town of Napa. Yes, I okay. live in Beautiful Browns Valley neighborhood. Okay. How did yep. you guys choose the city of Napa? You could have moved to Oakville, Yountville, St. Helena, well, Calistoga, but we, why the town of Napa? Yeah, we were in San Francisco when my husband was in the wine business, and he was driving back and forth, and he just, we, he was not seeing, we had just had a baby, and he just was not seeing her because he was driving all the time, all the so time. we said, like, we have to go to wine country, and we stopped, and we rented a 100-year-old farmhouse in Sonoma. It was absolutely gorgeous. And it was a lot to take care of, though. And we decided we wanted to own a home. Mm-hmm. And I bless her heart, my realtor. So I was. I ended up becoming pregnant with my second child. And I was out. I was about six or seven months pregnant. And I was like, I need a house now. now. <laughs> <laughs> right now. And she was like, okay, let's do it. And we were, it was between Sonoma and Napa and, right. and Napa is where we found this fantastic house in a great neighborhood. We've got a green belt all around. It's very beautiful. Lots of deer and neighborhood kids, kids riding bikes. It's close to their school. It's, it's really precious. It's a perfect place to raise a family. It is. It's it's really great. If we took a step inside your home, what's your decorating style? What's the color scheme? Give us a yeah. give us a description of what we'd see. <laughs> it's eclectic. Some modern mixes, you know, I like to mix things. My husband will call it boho gin. <laughs> <laughs> it's um I love texture, so rock and wood and steel, you know that sort of thing. I love neutral colors with big, bold pops of bright, bright colors. It's comfortable. It's a type of home where you can sit down and, you know, relax. Not It's not too fancy. What is your favorite room in the house to relax in? I mean, it's the kitchen, right? 
You sit down in the kitchen and relax? <laughs> it's where it's that is, you know, like so many homes and so that's many families. That's where, yeah, that's where everybody is all the time. That's where the might have the strongest like affinity. Right. But just relaxing, probably outside. Yeah, got a set up, you know, a patio set up with a sofa and whatnot outside. Okay. Other than your own music. Other than my own music. Yes. When you are relaxing, Mm -hmm. what genre of music do you like to listen to? Okay. I'll say, I love a Spotify playlist. Mm -hmm. I love Spotify because it just like curates the music for me, which is so great. So I'll go to Spotify and I'll just hit dinner jazz. Oh, and there you go. And you're good to go. But the music that that has inspired me Mm -hmm. to, to be a singer and create music is really like classic rock artists like L King. And I mean, I mean, then the throwbacks like Pat Benatar and Joan Jett, that's sort of what I grew up on. Melissa Etheridge. I love that that style of vocal and so that's kind of what that's what's in my bones so is that the kind of music that your band plays yeah so we're kind of we've been called the second coming of heart so oh, there's okay there's like two two lead vocalists yeah both kind of rock strong rock voices and um so we had a show last weekend in san francisco that started at 11 15 p.m and i thought oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get home until two in the morning. I was like, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm too old for this. No, but, you still have it. But uh, I slept late. Yeah, so we've been called the Second Coming of Heart because that's a modern spin on classic rock. Right. And then my husband, who plays guitar in the band, also another article we got to write up, and they called us the uh, a modern day Fleetwood Mac. Oh, I like that too. Yeah. yeah okay. Which is fun. A Burnett version. Of yes. <laughs> without the drama. Right. You do much traveling in your free time. You know, most of the traveling I've done recently has been business travel. <laughs> you have a meaningful trip you can tell us about. Honeymoon? Our honeymoon was in Tahiti. We went to uh, Mo'orea and stayed. I, I want to believe it was meaningful. <laughs> yes, it was. Me- that that one was meaningful. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's funny. My husband was... He hasn't surfed in a while, but he loves surfing. And so we went to, I think it's called Chopu. Chopu. There was like a huge wave in Tahiti. So yeah, that's, that's where we started our honeymoon following Chopu. And then we went to Mo'oreo and stayed in one of the classic overwater bungalows, you know, that was, yeah, which is next to Bora Bora. So it's in the French Polynesia. Have you been back since? no, No, but I find traveling with little kids to be really challenging yes and now my kids are old enough and and well kids now you know then COVID hit so right but we do have some trips planned we're going to New Orleans uh for New Year's and we'll be traveling a little bit more you've told us quite a few things but is there something else people might be surprised to learn about you did you do something crazy as a child um rappel down mountains did you skydive once (laughs) no i'm definitely not into extreme sports (laughs) (laughs) no i don't know man i think most of the time people are surprised to know that i've been singing on stages for you know that i'm a rock singer you are so busy I don't know if you have time to have a hobby. (laughs) Do you collect anything? Do you collect art? Do you play tennis? Do Do you have a hobby? I mean, I've made my hobbies my career, which is kind of, writing you know, yeah, songwriting and performing music. And so now it's kind of tipped into work. (laughs) 
But it's something I love, so it, it comes from the heart. You know what I'm curious about is how do you write a song? Yeah, that's such a good question. So it, it, it varies, but most of the time, Derek, my husband, mm-hmm. will come up with a guitar riff. That just something hooky that that like yeah this sounds cool right then me and Latifa my singing partner right will, will come in and usually she'll come up with the melody and I come up with the lyrics so it's like it's really a team you know we all have our pieces that we bring and and it it overlaps and it's not perfectly like that all the time but that's typically how we do it and then for the album that we just created. We wrote it when we were evacuated from the wildfires. Oh my goodness. And yeah. so our the title track of the of the album is the song Change in the Weather and the chorus is Pray for Rain, Better Late Than Never. Right. Because we were praying for rain. for rain. We were driving out of here, evacuating from the smoke and right. praying for rain. And so so it comes from life experience and our we do have an intention, a strong intention to sing about unity and love. You know, it's not there are not a lot of angsty songs. Mm-hmm. It's ultimately we want to lift people up with this music. We all need to tune in and find your music on Spotify. Yeah, definitely. Follow us on Spotify. We've got six songs out currently released. And Apple Music, all streaming, all the streaming platforms. Yeah. Yeah. Our podcast is on Spotify. Yeah, so. yeah. So wherever you're listening right now, just yeah, go. For us all. Yep. Well, let's wrap things up with five quick questions. You ready? I think so. Okay. What kind of car do you drive? Uh, BMW X5. Okay. What's your favorite flower? Oh, um, uh, um, marigolds. Because did you know, I just heard this about marigolds. They nurture the soil around them Hmm. so that other things grow well or something like that. Look up the marigold effect. It's fascinating. Ranunculas used to be my favorite, but since I heard the marigold effect story, now it's marigolds. Okay. What's the last piece of candy? Oh, you don't eat sweets. Well, so I'll tell you asking. what, though. Pro tip, if you don't eat sugar, Lily's chocolate is sugar-free chocolate. It's sweetened with stevia, oh. which is a plant, and it's delicious. And it tastes like, to me, regular chocolate. Okay. Look that up, too. Well, that's good to know because I like stevia, and I try not to eat sugar. You so. might like Lily's. Maybe... Who would you invite to your dream dinner? Hmm. Marianne Williamson. Who's that? She was a presidential candidate. Oh. And she was a <laughs> metaphysical leader and coach. Yeah. Last question. Who's one of your favorite actors? You know who I really like? Um, who? Uh, <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. And I, I'm going to have, yeah, my... Uh, it can be her a name man or a woman. Is, it's just that I can't think of her name right now. But she's got the curly blonde hair. Jul- is it Julia? And she was in Ozark. Oh, um, that woman. You know. The young girl. Yeah. She's yes. fantastic. She and, is fantastic. I have no idea what her name is. Okay, there's your homework, listener. Uh, tell me. Write <laughs> in and tell she is uh, a spitfire. Yeah, she's fantastic. I really admire her. Yes. Her work. And she was in some other series on Netflix, I feel like. Anna, Anna, the, I watched that as well. Okay, so we're, all, we're both drawing <laughs> a blank on this actress's name, but she's probably most well-known for being on the Ozark. Ozark, yeah. 
Okay, Jennifer, way too much fun chatting with you. It's so good to see you. Visit WineCountryWomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.